As always, before you listen, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate us, and stay tuned. Thank you again for tuning in to Research Show's podcast. Hello, this is Dawn Williams of Research Show's podcast. We are in season three, episode 13. So stay tuned for Jim Marshall. And hello, this is Don Williams. This is Research Shows. We are in season three. And today we have Jim Marshall, author of Septemics. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. And how are you. you doing today? Fine, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. So let's jump right into this. What would you like our listeners to know about you? Unknown phenomena which greatly aid in the understanding of people. I'm the inventor of a revolutionary practical philosophic system called Septemics, and I'm the author of the book Septemics Hierarchies of Human Phenomena that you just referenced. <clears throat> Excuse me. This book would dramatically improve the life of anyone who takes advantage of it. If you'd like to find out about Septemics, go to septemics.com. That's S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S. As for my qualifications, I'm a polymathic intellectual whose areas of expertise include psychology, philosophy, theology, parapsychology, science, engineering, mathematics, law, literature, history, metaphysics, military science, political science, physical culture, education, organization, and music. And I hold a Bachelor of Science cum laude from City University of New York. Okay, and then can you explain what is Septemics? Sure. Septemics is a philosophical system based on the fact that many phenomena related to human beings occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word Septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences, each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 such scales which span the spectrum of human experience, by which I mean there is no situation that's going to come up in the life of a human to which one or more of these scales does not apply. There are 24 scales which apply primarily to individuals and 11 scales which apply primarily to groups. Okay, and um, how is Septemics beneficial? I wrote this book to help people. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. More importantly, finding out what level you, another person, or some group is at is by itself enlightening and beneficial. Finally, once you know the actual level of a person or group, you can improve that person or group by moving them up one level at a time. All of these advantages represent major steps forward for society. Each of these scales is an axis against which to evaluate human behavior. Combined, they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. Okay, 
Um, why is septemic uh, significant? The data in this book are vital for every human being and can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable or random. If someone were to invite you to a rendezvous, you would certainly expect him to tell you the exact location and perhaps also how to get there. Needless to say, it's very difficult to get somewhere if you don't know where you are, don't know where you're going, and don't know how to get to your destination. Now, this sounds idiotic, but most people do this regularly. For example, when I started driving extensively before GPS units, I was surprised to learn how many people did not know geographically precisely where they were, nor exactly how to get there. More often than not, my request for directions to the location of the person on the other end of the telephone was requited by vague and often inaccurate instructions, which often did more harm than good. I learned to ask only for the address, which many could not give anyway, and then look it up on a good map. If this is so with physical locations, it's even more so with conceptual locations, because they are abstract. Most people wander through life aimlessly, so much so that it's considered normal whether discussing politics, career, romance, finances, health, you name it, most people do not know where they are, where they are going, nor how to get there. If you want to improve your or another's condition, these scales are very useful because each is a roadmap for some area of human activity. It enables you to find out precisely where you are, where you are going, and how to get there, given some specific context. Okay, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. And then, um, how can one's use of septemics uh, to prove oneself and one's life? Well, each of these scales dispels confusion by orienting the person in his situation. Confusion is the result of disorientation. Consequently, when a person knows where he stands, he can think much more clearly about that area. These scales facilitate the ascertainment of your present location or condition, your immediate objective, and the pathway to achieve it in some given context. No matter where you are, no where you are trying to go, these scales can help you arrive more swiftly and less painfully. You can use this book by finding your level, meaning your present location, on the appropriate scale which also tells you the next level up, meaning your immediate destination, and the next level down, which is where you will find up if, wind up if you fail. It puts it all in the context of where you have been and where you are headed. If you study these skills carefully and use them to resolve your confusions and dilemmas, your life will improve. The more carefully you study the skills and the more diligently and frequently you apply them, the more benefit you will receive. Whenever a situation or question arises in your life, turn to the appropriate chapter and analyze the situation against the relevant scale. Specifically, I would advise you to go through each scale and find your level, either generally or as regards some specific context, by an honest inspection of behavior and situation. Once you are sure you're at a particular level, try to get the idea of being at the next level up. Ask yourself, how would that manifest? Then work out a plan for how you would move up to the next level. If you are correct about what level you are in, 
it will not be very difficult in most cases to figure out what to do next. If you cannot work out how to get up to the next level, generally it's either because you're actually at a different level than you think or you have not fully comprehended the text. If you do these steps thoroughly for each scale, you will undergo a metamorphosis. Okay, and how can one use septemics to help others, such as family, friends, or business associates? Well, the best way to introduce someone to the subject is to use a specific scale to help the person resolve a specific problem. This is done as follows. Get the person to explain the situation as fully as possible. Select the appropriate scale for the situation. If you have studied these scales well, this should be easy, as it is often obvious. For example, if one is having spousal difficulties, consult the scale of sexuality and the scale of allegiance. Or if one is having health difficulties, consult the scale of physical fitness. Next, have the person read the glossary for the corresponding chapter and ensure he understands all the words in the scale. Then, have the person study the entire scale carefully, being certain the reader knows the correct definition of each word. When he's done studying the scale, ask if he has any questions or disagreements, and if so, clear these up, usually by clarifying the meanings of words. Next, help him find where he is on the scale. This step alone should bring considerable relief. If it does not, you probably have the wrong level or less likely the wrong scale. Time spent on this step is a wise investment. You might ask the person, how are you manifesting this level? Often, this is all one need do, as one will usually have a realization about the situation as a result of this step. Then help the person work out a handling that will move him up one level. If you have the right level, this is often easy, if not obvious. A useful technique in this regard is to get the person to visualize first being at the level one is at, and then ask him to transform that visualization into being at the next higher level. When he has done so, ask him how he came, pardon me, how close he came to complete transformation. Then repeat this entire visualization technique until either he says he got all the way there or has a relevant realization and is pleased with the result. Finally, get the person to procure a copy of the book so he can study it. There's a much better chance he will benefit from it if he invests something in it. If you really want to clean up somebody's life, either generally or as regards some specific area, help the person to find one's level in all relevant scales and then coach him to move up one level for each scale. Done correctly, this will bring about major improvements in the person's life. Okay, and then does septemics apply to everyone? Yes, these skills apply to people in general across all lines, be they gendered, racial, ethnic, historical, social, religious, cultural, economic, educational, professional, geographic, national, age, etc. These skills transcend any other categories of people. Of course, needless to say, the person must make an effort to get these skills to help him in order for them to work. Okay, and then can you tell us about one of the scales? Okay. <clears throat> well, the first scale in the book is the most important one. And it's called the scale of basic purposes. Let me tell you how I discovered this scale. 
I had for many decades been working as a human development engineer, very successfully helping my clients. All of my clients improved as a result of working with me. Now, as I was working with clients, I started to notice that they would improve in predictable ways. So I never said this to anybody, but I wrote it down. And after a while, I had all these scales of varying lengths. Now, there's one scale in particular that I had, which had six levels that I absolutely knew was correct. In 1995, I discovered a seventh level for that scale. And when I inserted it in, it manifested mathematically, which is to see, which is to say, it was obvious to me that I was looking at natural law. This is what eventually came to be called the scale of basic purposes. Of course, uh, I had all these other levels, uh, other scales with different numbers of levels. Only two of them had seven levels. But I asked myself, I wonder how many of these scales are actually seven level scales. And because I knew what I was looking for, it was easy for me to find the remaining missing levels on all these other scales. And I shortly had about 32 seven level scales. In each case, when it became a seven level scale, it manifested mathematically. And the more I re researched this, the more obvious it was that this was natural law and that I had stumbled across something of importance. Uh, this is a new subject. Now, as far as this particular scale, uh, which I said had six levels and then I discovered it has seven, I'll tell you what it's about. Every human being has one of seven basic purposes. Now, of course, everyone has thousands of purposes, but underneath the many, there is one basic purpose. If you know your basic purpose, it makes living very easy because you know what you're trying to do. Uh, so also, if you know another's basic purpose, that helps you tremendously uh, in understanding what that person is about. For example, I can tell you the basic purpose of every president of the United States going back as far as Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Uh, because Roosevelt came in the age of radio and we have many of his speeches and of course we have writings of all these people, it was easy for me to observe them and see what they were manifesting. Uh, the truth is that if you know these scales, it's not hard to place either yourself or another person on the scale. So talking about the scale of basic purposes, the lowest purpose of all is to destroy. Now this makes no sense to most people. Most people, when they see somebody who's destructive, they infer from it that He's trying to get something. Now, that's what criminals do. In other words, a guy uh, holds up a bank. The guard gets in his way, so he shoots the guard. Well, that's destructive. But he was not necessarily intentionally destructive. He just wanted the money. But there are people who are intentionally destructive. An example is Adolf Hitler, and another is Paul Pot. If you study those men, you'll see that they did horrifically destructive things that were destructive to their own interests and their own people. Uh, 
if the people of Germany had my book in 1933, the Nazis never would have come to power because they would have seen that Hitler was a destructive person and most people wouldn't have voted for him. Now, he got 37% of the vote in 1933. Of course, he would have gotten some votes uh, from people who are psychopathic, sociopathic, criminals, the insane, the corrupt, and so forth. But that's not enough to get 37%. Maybe he would have gotten 15 or 20%. So this book helps you to save yourself from people you really shouldn't be around. Um, the next level up from the lowest level is the criminal. Now, most people understand this very well. The criminal is somebody who's out for himself. His goal is pleasure. He's not interested in, in helping anybody or improving himself. He's interested in drugs and sex and yachts and airplanes and whatever he thinks is enjoyable. Hi, this is Dawn Williams. I would like to do this quick ad for Technology for Seniors. I am the founder of Technology for Seniors, and that is a program to help our elderly understand technology. A lot of times, they don't even know what kind of phone they have, let alone how to go through certain interfaces and don't even mention social media. So currently we have an app. If you go and look under the research departments, it's right now it's only on Google Play. We have an online curriculum for those who are more advanced, who can actually go online. And we have in-person classes for those who need help just getting to the internet. So those are currently available in Southern Maryland. Just visit us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash the research departments, or you can call 240-516-6922. You can also text that number. And thank you. Have a wonderful day. And he will do anything. There's no ethical issue with, with such a person. There are many such people. Above that, at level five, is the last one I discovered, which is what I call the loser. Now, a loser is not just somebody who's doing badly. It's a person who is sabotaging himself. The goal or the objective of a loser is uh, how shall I say this? To suffer. He wants to suffer. Now, this makes no sense to most people because most of us do not want that. Uh, but there are many people you probably have known some. These people will destroy themselves one way or another by drugs or alcohol or doing crazy things. They wind up in prison, insane asylums. Many of them die at an early age. Many of them wind up as homeless persons. They are destroying themselves. Now, these people cannot be helped because the, if the person's basic purpose is to suffer and you try to help him, you're opposing his most basic purpose. Up from that at level four is the normal. The normal is exactly what it sounds like. Normal people want to have a normal life. They want to have a house and a car, uh, maybe take a summer vacation. They usually have children. They have a job, a career. Uh, if you watch reruns of The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, 
which was on TV for 15 years, you'll see it's all about normal people. There's nothing in there about changing the world or advancing oneself. These people want to fit in. Their objective is conformity. Now, many people think of conformity in a negative light. But if you think of it in terms of fitting in, it's easier to understand. Up from there at level three is the winner. Now, the winner is not content to just have a house and pay his bills and take a vacation. The winner wants to win in whatever venue he's operating. Now, the, the winner tends to accrue to oneself whatever is the result of his winning. They want money, they want airplanes, they want notoriety. But the whole point of the winner is to win. They want to win. And therefore, they don't care about conforming. They're not interested in conforming. They're interested in winning. It's a different type of person. Up from that at level two is the leader. The leader uh, wants to conquer. Now, many people think of conquest in a negative light. However, it's uh, a question of whose ox is being gored, by which I mean, if you look at the conquest of the ally, the allies' conquest of the Axis powers in 1945, that was a good conquest. Even for the people in Germany and Italy and Japan, it was of benefit. So a, a conquest can be good or bad. Abraham Lincoln was a leader. He was determined to conquer the Confederacy, and he did, uh, almost by himself. He, his generals wouldn't fight for him. His cabinet was behind him. He had a very difficult time, but he was determined to conquer the Confederacy, and he did. Uh, the, the leader is down for the struggle, whatever the struggle is. The leader is willing to suffer or die, if necessary, to achieve his conquest. Um, Lincoln is a perfect example. Uh, what he achieved was considered impossible at the time by most people. Not only did he de defeat the Confederacy and end slavery, he pushed through the 13th Amendment, which made slavery illegal in the United States forever. And he did this with very little help. And he, he was able to do that because he was determined to conquer. Similarly, with uh, World War II, Winston Churchill was determined to conquer the Nazis. Even before he became prime minister, he was uh, advocating that. And the primary reason why the English, were English were not defeated uh, was Winston Churchill was determined to conquer the Nazis. Now, the Nazis wanted uh, to make a treaty to make peace with the English. And Churchill refused to do that. He said, these people are evil, they have to be stopped, and we're gonna conquer them. And he did. Above that, at level one, is the highest purpose of all, which is the purpose to transcend. I call this level the saint. The saint is a person who is not interested in the things that most of us are. They don't want money, they don't want fame, uh, they are interested in transcending. Now, this is true regardless of whatever religious persuasion that saint is a part of. 
If you talk to Christians about it, they'll say, well, I want to go to heaven. If you talk to Buddhists, they'll say, well, I want to attain, I want to attain nirvana. So even though they have different religious beliefs, all saints want to transcend this world. That is the objective of a saint. So those are the seven levels. And if you look at that scale, you see it's laid out like all the rest of them in a table. And there's a lot of information in the table. Uh, the best way to explain this is if you know the periodic table of chemistry. Uh, anybody who studied chemistry has seen the periodic table, which puts all of the known elements onto one piece of paper in correct relationship to one another. This was originally devised by Mendeleev. And before Mendeleev, there was a chemistry, but it was very different. He revolutionized it by creating the periodic table, and it has been added to as new elements have been discovered. Everybody in chemistry accepts it and uses it. Each one of these 35 scales, if you look at the table in which it is expressed, is like the periodic table. So if you look at the scale of basic purposes, there's a lot of data in there that's uh, if you look at it, it's kind of self-explanatory. In other words, it lays out the whole thing and it shows how and why it's natural law. Okay. So I want you to tell everybody, I know you already had mentioned your website earlier, but I want you to repeat it again. Uh, if you have a social media or where, what platform can anybody purchase your book, let everybody know how they can do so. Okay. Uh, I invite everyone to go to my website, which is septemics.com, S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S. There's a lot of information there, including what readers have said about it, what people have written about it, reviews of the book, even parts of the book. And my contact information is there too. So if you want to contact me, and sometimes readers do, you can do that through the website. So I invite everybody to go to septemics.com. And there you can find anything you want to know about the book, tells you uh, where to buy it and everything else. Also, if you just put the word Septemix into a search engine, you'll get 100 responses, including all the people who are selling the book. So it's easy to find. And it's in hardbound, softbound, and uh, ebook. So the ebook is, of course, the least expensive. So you can get this book for a very small investment. And if you use it, it'll change your life. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Jim, for coming on Research Dose. Thank you. Okay. And then anybody who wants to catch our other episodes, we also air on Mondays uh, starting May 30th. So by the time this airs, it'll already be on there. May, um, Mondays at 6 a.m. That's the morning show. And then Thursdays are for the entrepreneurs at 4 p.m. Every Thursday, you can go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash research shows podcast. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose.